0: What is up, you guys? It's Jenks. Welcome back to the Jenks Hammer Podcast. Uh, today, this episode is gonna be without John. Uh, fortunately he had a lot of uh finals and stuff to do this week, so he has he wasn't able to record. We wanted to get this episode out to you guys. So you had an episode this week because it's been a week about over 10 days since we had last had an episode. We know you guys have been missing it, so uh we're gonna get right into it. Today we got a, a nice little segment of going over the NFL teams. I'm gonna rank them into tiers, going over all their recent talent and how I think they're gonna do in this upcoming season. And then I'm going to review the Saints draft class. Um, So, for you Saints fans out there, that's an exciting segment. And then at the end, I got a nice little bonus segment for you guys that isn't really about football, but it's it's definitely something to look forward to. So, stay tuned to the end.
1: Welcome to the Jenks and the Hammer Podcast. Bringing you the latest NFL news and insights from the perspectives of two diehard fans. Join your hosts, Grayson Jenkins and John Hammerly, as they dive deep into the world of football, along with a special focus on the new Orleans saints and the green Bay Packers. So sit back, relax and get ready for some football talk with Jenks and the hammer. And here we go. Here we go.
0: All right, guys, jumping right into these rankings. Um, I think it's, Pretty safe off the bat to right away say that this S tier, the top tier, I think there's three teams that comes to everyone's mind. And these are the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Bills. Um, the one team that I could see possibly sneaking in is the Bengals. Um, the, the 49ers are right there, but Brock Purdy, he's not a quarterback that's going to you know, beat out Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, uh, Joe Burrow. He's not going to do that. So I, that's why I have them in the tier right below at the A tier. Um, and then at the B tier, you know, the Ravens, Lions, Saints, Giants, Vikings, Seahawks, Dallas Cowboys, and the Jets, you know, all these teams are solid. And I think all these teams have a solid chance of making a run in the playoffs, making some noise. They all got great additions. I mean, the Ravens just signed Lamar and they also just got OBJ. And the Lions added on to their offense. The Saints added Derek Carr, added a lot more weapons, and they got Jamal Williams. And then AT Perry in the draft might be a sleeper on the offensive side of the ball. The Giants. They got, you know, I mean, they got Darren Waller. They got Daniel Jones back. They have Saquon still. They have a solid team over there, and they just need a couple more pieces, and they'll be all right. The Vikings, another great team. They just added Jordan Addison, so that that's a scary, scary duo between Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. How are teams going to cover that? Justin Jefferson's already the the top tier, easily the number one fantasy receiver, bona fide number one fantasy receiver. Like he's going to do it again this year. I guarantee it. I mean, he might split a little bit more reps with Jordan Addison, a little bit more catches to Jordan, you know, who knows? The Seahawks, they just added JSN and the top corner in the draft. Like, I mean, there's so much there in that team with Geno Smith that they have a possibility of really making a nice run in the playoffs. Um, and the Cowboys, you know, I, I made a TikTok on our TikTok at uh, Hammer Pod that, You know, the Cowboys fans every single year say, this is our year. And, you know, I really don't think it is again, but they're still going to be a solid team. They're going to fight for a spot in the playoffs. And I think they'll get the two seed in the NFC East. I don't, they're not going to beat the Eagles out for that division. The Jets just got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, They still have Garrett Wilson. They still have a lot, a lot of weapons on that team. You know, he just brought over Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. You know, this team already had a good defense. The one thing they're missing was a quarterback. So with the quarterback now, this team is, you know, you know, they, they have everything it takes. So if it's up to Aaron Rodgers. Will they finally succeed in the playoffs? Who knows? We'll see. Um, and then at C, and the C tier, I got the Steelers, Browns, Jaguars, Broncos, Chargers, and Dolphins. So for all you people listening and you can't see it, um, I mean, this tier is the second to last year, but I still see these teams as up and coming teams, you know, Steelers, they got Pickett, they got Pickens, and uh, they, you know, they got the weapons and everything they need to succeed. It's just up to Pickett um will he take that leap this year you know um if he does i think they have a shot at doing really well they could get a wild card wild card seed and i actually predicted them to take a wild card seed and they uh you know they just got darnell washington so tight end threat in the draft Uh, great great pickup for them the browns deshaun watson he they paid a lot for him so is he going to make that make his money or he's going to put the money where his mouth is uh, and uh and you know are they going to step up and finally be a playoff team? The, the Jaguars, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence came back from, what, like a 20-point deficit in the playoffs against the Chargers, who's also in this tier. Um, they're, they're a team that I really see could come in on, be coming on hot this year, and I think they're going to win their division. I don't know how far they're going to go in the playoffs. The AFC is absolutely stacked. The AFC East is stacked. So I think they they might get a tough wild card uh wildcard opponent i don't really see them making it past that round maybe the divisional they make it to, but not much past that uh the broncos another team with sean payton over there now saints broncos you're welcome for sean payton good trade for both teams um you know they're a team that i could see sean payton really turning around with russell wilson he did it with the saints can he do it with this team you know I mean, I really think that the Broncos are just a couple steps away from being a successful team. As you saw last year, Russell Wilson at the end of the season kind of started turning on, kind of looking like himself. They have the weapons. They have everything they need over there. I'm interested to see how they do. The Chargers, they just got Quentin Johnson in the draft, a a receiver that, you know, with Justin Herbert's arm and Justin Herbert's talent on the offensive side throwing the ball, this is a guy that now he has all the weapons he needs to succeed. You know, Austin Eckler, there's been some, Thoughts about him being traded. Um, I'm interested to see if he actually does get traded. I don't think that's going to happen, but that thought is out there and he's talked about it. He's talked about possibly wanting to be moved to a different team. So if he's still on the team, this Chargers offense is dangerous, especially if everyone stays healthy. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, that's there's been their problem is their health. Um, You know, they, they really just haven't had the best health on that team. So everyone's getting hurt. And then in the playoffs, they kind of imploded after taking a 20 point lead. So, are they able to stay ahead of teams? And are they able to just pile it on with this new offense? Um, The dolphins, another team in this tier, great team. Um, But Tua, is he going to stay healthy? Is he going to get concussed? We talked about it. John. And I talked about it. He's learning how to fall, literally learning how to fall. Like, so if he's able to succeed in that, who knows, maybe he won't get concussed this year. Maybe he'll stay healthy. And this team has a chance of being that B. Be, B tier, A tier, you know, this is a team that should be in the B tier. I'm just putting them there just because you know Tua's health is a little bit iffy. Um, so that's why they're there. In the C tier, for everyone listening, I got Washington, the Falcons, I got Tennessee, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Carolina Panthers, the Colts, Rams, Patriots, Bears, Packers, Raiders, Cardinals, and Texans. So these are all teams that you know, I, I think. They're trying to figure themselves out. You know, uh, Ned talked about the commanders. You know, they're an up-and-coming team. Like, let's not lie, but they have Sam Howell at quarterback. We don't know what he's able to do yet. So is he going to be able to turn it around, make this team successful? He has weapons. He's got Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. He's got those available for him. The Falcons, they just got Bijan Robinson in the draft, which everyone kind of was really hype about and thought it was like, oh, holy crap, they just added a huge weapon to the team. They already had weapons. They had Algier last year who was balling out for them. Again, and especially against the Saints, their weakness was the run game. So this will help the Falcons in that in that aspect. But why would you draft a running back when you already have a good running back there? I, I mean, I understand Bijan is a generational talent. He's going to be good. But it's not adding something that is completely needed for that team. So I think that draft that at that early, taking Bijan was a little bit of a reach, when especially when a lot of players that they could have used were on the board. So I thought that was a little bit interesting to see. And I I still think they're going to be a D tier because, you know, Desmond Ritter, I don't really see them taking that leap. They're going to be able to run the ball, that's for sure. So teams, if you have a weak run D, that's going to be a tough game, tough opponent on your your schedule, which comes out Thursday, by the way. Um, Tennessee, this team just drafted Will Levis. Um, They kind of Malik Willis, you know, I'm confused what they're going to do with him. Ryan Tannehill, they're looking for trades for him. I can see him getting possibly traded, but I see him being that mentor for Will Levis because I don't think Will Levis is going to start this year. I think it would improve his uh, or increase his chances of being a bust. Um, but I see that team just kind of trying to find themselves this year. That's really what they're going to do. Uh, the Bucks, I think this is a year of implosion after Tom Brady leaving. Um, I don't really see them doing anything. I just think Baker Mayfield is going to be their quarterback. You know, If he's able to win with them, he's able to win. This is his chance. I'm an OU fan. I loved Baker. So this is his chance to kind of step up in the NFL and say, Hey, I'm still this guy and I'm still able to win. So this is your shot Baker. I mean, against the saints, I hope you, you suck. Um, I think he will suck because the saints defense is going to be too overpowered for him. I'm a little bit biased there though, but I don't really see the bucks doing much. Uh, the Panthers moving on to them. They just got Bryce young with the number one pick. They have a solid team. They have Adam Thielen. um, I believe they just signed DJ Shark. Um, They have a great team around him, at least better than it was last year. But I still don't think it's better than the Saints. I still don't think it's better than maybe the Falcons. I think the Falcons are going to be a little bit better than this year. But Bryce Young has a shot at being that number one guy. We've seen a couple quarterbacks in the past few years just not be as good as what they were hoped for. So Bryce Young, John and I talked about him. I think he has a shot of being like a, a a Drew Brees type guy um he has he's undersized a lot of people doubted him because of his size i was one of those people if he gets hurt then he's screwed you know like that's just how it works but if he stays healthy and he's able to use his smarts his talent everything that he has he's going to succeed and i could see the panthers possibly succeeding being that two the two seed in the nfc south and possibly getting a wild card spot who knows the nfc is a little bit weak let's be honest i also have the colts here um they just drafted the biggest boomer bust player in recent history, Anthony Richardson. This guy, if he succeeds, he's going to take him in the long run to a lot of great places. But this year, I think he's going to be kind of sitting behind Gardner Minshew a couple games. Then he might take over. He might even sit the whole season. Just develop. This guy needs to develop. He came in a year earlier than was it than he was expected to. So I'm just going to see what he does down there um, and see how they do, you know? And I got the Rams. Um, you know, the Rams last year, holy crap. Anyone who was thinking, oh, the Rams might have a Super Bowl shot again this year. Nope. Biggest letdown in a long time. They just kind of tanked. It was wild seeing it happen in, in real time. You know, I no one expected it, but they imploded. They still have Matt Stafford, though. And he was hurt last year, so that was a big part of it. Is he able to come back healthy and step up and be that top three nfc quarterback again we'll see we'll see it all depends on matt stafford and how they do next year um the patriots uh this team you know i think they're still finding themselves on the offensive side of the ball their defense is ridiculous let's be honest they have a great defense but mac jones bailey Zappi, who is their quarterback they have a few weapons now i'm interested to see what they do and uh what they're able to turn around next year with bill belichick at the helm he's still a great coach is he going to be that guy that leads him into the next um, next dynasty with a, we'll we'll see who they figure that out. Um, with Bill, um, the Bears, I only have them in the D tier here because they did not prove themselves last year. Justin Fields, though, I see this this being his year that he takes a leap. Justin Fields, you know, he has all the weapons available at his hands now. He has DJ Moore. He has all those guys on the team. I'm I'm blanking on them, but he has all weapons a whole lot more than he has in the past. And he has a good defense now, at least better. So I'm interested to see what are they going to do on that side of the ball? You know, I, I, with Justin Fields last year, it was more of, oh, he was just a runner. That's all he was last year. A lot of his highlights were rushing. Um, he didn't have a lot of passing highlights. So let's just be honest here. He had a few ridiculous runs. And I mean ridiculous, better than a few runs I've seen Lamar Jackson make. So if he's able to take that leap and be that passing threat that he wasn't really last year, um the, the Bears have a shot of uh, making the wild card, and I put them as honorable mention to make the wild card this year. So uh, seventh seed, that's a chance for them. Uh, Hammer's not going to like this one. I have the Packers in this last in this last year, and really it's just because Aaron Rodgers is gone. This is going to be a prove themselves year. I could still see them going eight and nine, nine and eight. That is ideal for them. You know, I don't really see them having that insane winning season like they've been accustomed to with Rodgers. But if they're able to just turnout wins eight nine wins you know they're in a strong stronger division in the nfc like that's one of the better divisions um so i'm interested to see if they're able to with you know new weapons they got a uh, reed from i think his last name was reed from michigan state then they got a uh, musgrave and a uh, craft as tight ends they have new weapons they didn't do that for aaron rogers they're doing it for jordan love they are dedicating the season to jordan love jordan love go out there succeed they already got you that fifth year contract now it's up to you go out there Ball out. I believe in him. John believes in him. I think he can do it, but uh, we'll see if he proves himself this year. Then we have the Raiders. Another team that's just kind of like Jimmy G's there now. They still have all the same weapons that they did minus Waller, but Waller was hurt a lot, so it's not really like they're missing too much there. This team could do something next year. I, I genuinely think they could. They could move up to like that C-tier, uh, middle-of-the-pack kind of team, but I just don't see really happening. I think they're still trying to search for themselves and uh, find who they really are in the upcoming few years. And then the, rounding out this this tier, I have the Cardinals and the Texans, but these two teams, let me tell you, they have a bright future. Huge bright future ahead of them. The Cardinals, in case you didn't know, for those who didn't know, they traded for the Texans pick next year for the first round. So the Texans suck. And I mean suck, which they could, because they don't have a huge roster then they have a rookie quarterback they suck the cardinals could have two early 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 first round picks especially the cardinals stink next year we'll see but if they tank they could get that caleb williams pick and teams are going to be willing to trade so much for that pick and i mean so much caleb williams is being compared to patrick mahomes and just think about this for a second the bears gave up or received multiple picks and dj Moore for that first round first round spot this year and that was for bryce young caleb williams i'd say is two, maybe three times better than Bryce Young. So what do, are they going to get for that number one seed? I think it's going to be a tanking season. I think a few teams are just going to say, hey, let's take for, uh, for Kalen Williams. And as an OU fan, I witnessed what Kalen Williams could do. It suck to see him go, but I witnessed that for a year, and he is insane. He's going to be that Patrick Mahomes type. I think he's going to have an instant impact in the NFL. So whatever team lands in that spot, and it could be the Cardinals at that one seed, With either their pick or the Texans, they're going to get a lot of draft capital because they're not getting a quarterback. They'll have Kyler Murray. Maybe they deal Kyler Murray and then get Caleb Williams. Who knows? I'm interested to see how that goes. Then I have the Texans. Uh, You know, I really only have them here because, you know, young team. CJ Stroud, awesome story for him. He's, they got um, CJ Stroud. Then they traded for the third pick with the Cardinals. And they got Will Anderson. So they got the best offensive player in the draft or one of the best offensive players in the draft. Sorry about that. And then one of the best defensive players in the draft, if you wanted Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, that was kind of a coin flip up to you. I think Will Anderson was the best. John thinks Jalen Carter was the best. So, you know, I really think that the Texans have a shot at being successful next year, but I don't think they're going to be very good. Um, It's just going to be a development year for them. They're a really young team. They got a young coach, D'Amico Ryan. They're going to be going places in the next few years. They have a shot at developing. So we'll see where they go in the next few years. So these are my rankings. Again, Post any comments down below or um, respond to me on uh, YouTube or on any of our platforms. Reach out to us. Say, hey, what do you disagree with? We want to hear that. I want to hear that. Uh, that's my rankings. Let's get into the next segment. All right, guys, jumping right into the next segment. I got the Saints draft class. We're going to be reviewing it for you guys. I think this is a solid, solid draft class for the Saints, and all Saints fans should be very, very excited. I'm excited. I got the Saints in the B tier or in the C tier, like I said, or B tier and uh you know i i got them ranked for a great season upcoming a lot of people are hating on that prediction say i'm biased but on paper the saints have one of the best rosters in the nfc they are going to be good i think them going they're going 11 and 6 maybe 12 and 5 who knows but we have one of the weakest schedules in the league it's just or opponents we have one of the weakest schedules of opponents so the saints just need to take advantage of what they've get, what they've gotten in this offseason and they might have a great successful season so in the first round, the Saints took Brian Brisey out of Clemson. I mean, I think it's a great pick. This guy fills every single need that the Saints needed for this offseason. You know, we didn't, we had a weak defensive tackle class last year. Like, we just did. We, it was not a strong position for us. Every single team was running the ball all over the middle of, up the field. And they were just getting 10 yards easily on a lot of runs. It, it just happened. I like once I used to see them, huge holes open up in the middle. We had the worst-ranked contact first contact in the running back so they were getting two yards upfield before even getting contacted by defensive lineman it was just terrible to watch so um this year with brian bursi there i think he's gonna wreak havoc on the middle of the field if he's able to stay healthy he's had a few injuries problems in the past a couple of them were fluke though he had a couple infections stuff like that just a fluke injury then in the second round the saints took isaiah foskey out of notre dame this guy's gonna be i think he's gonna be great across cam jordan this guy is a uh, six foot four, six foot five, something like that. And he is athletic. He's an athletic freak. This guy is a little bit skinnier. Uh, he seems a little bit skinnier than what the Saints are used to in uh, Marcus Davenport and Peyton Turner, but he's about 264, uh, two, 264 265 pounds, which is just about what the Saints always pick. So if Isaiah Fosky is able to, you know, if he's able to succeed right away with the Saints, this guy could get on the field, get a, at least seven sacks that's a, su- a successful season as a saints rookie defensive end and we haven't been used to that because we drafted mark stavenport Peyton turner those are our last couple guys that we drafted at that edge position and they are not what we expected them to be so if isaiah foskey pans out second round pick versus the first round pick that we've wasted on a couple of defensive ends in the past i'm excited for his future in the number three spot this guy came to the draft as one of the most underrated running backs john and i didn't have him on our radar we didn't we overlooked him we overlooked him, and I feel terrible for that because this guy, Kendra Miller, out of TCU, is a dog, a certified dog. This guy, before he got hurt, before the national championship game, was just insane. He looks like Alvin Kamara on the field, and not necessarily Alvin Kamara, I should say uh, Pierre Thomas. He looks a little bit like Pierre Thomas. In the screen game, he catches the ball for so for Saints fans, for a nice little reference. Like Pierre Thomas, he catches the ball in the screen game, and just he takes what he's given. He, he's patient. He's patient behind the line. He'll cut behind a few blockers and just take off. And the same in the run game. He will wait for him, wait for the linemen to break open those holes for him, and he will just burst through. It's like a burst of lightning. He just shoots through the line, gets 10 yards down the field just like that, just in a, in a quick flash. So I'm excited for him. Um, with Alvin Kamar possibly facing suspension, him and Jamal Williams, that's a dangerous duo. It still is a dangerous duo. And now with him, the Saints with their one-two-three with Alvin Kamara back, that's a top top three running back um, room in the in the league, 100% hands down. Uh, I don't think anyone can name a, a running back uh, team that outdoes that. I don't think they can. If anyone thinks about it, comment down below. Let me know if you think that there's anyone better than those three in the league as a whole. Then the Saints picked in their uh, next spot. Sorry about that. One second. Saints picked Nick Saldaveri. I was trying to look up the pronunciation. I didn't want to miss, uh, mess that up. Saints picked Nick Saldaveri, a guard out of Old Dominion. And this guy is flexible on the line. Let me tell you, he can play guard. He can play center. He can do whatever it takes in the senior goal. He played center on a few one-on-one snaps just because he felt like it, just because he felt that he was able to do that and show that off, even though he had never done that in college. He was never a center. He was a guard. And he felt that he could do that and felt comfortable. And that's one of the reasons the states picked him. With this guy, I think one of the most interesting things is we we did not accept the fifth-year option for Cesar Ruiz. Andrews Pete is on a contract year. These two guys are going to be fighting for a spot versus Nick Salavaria next year. And I'm excited. This is like the Joker throwing a pool stick to those two guys in um, one of the Dark Knight movies and just saying, you know what? One spot, fight for it. That's what this is for the Saints. It's competition on the O-line, and it also creates depth. That's two things you definitely want on every single team, and that's what the Saints did with this pick. So I'm excited for that. I think maybe next, if he doesn't start this year, he's going to start next year. I think he's going to be rotating in this year. And if anyone goes down, he's going to be the first man up. I'm excited for him. And then uh, this one's a huge pick for me. The next pick the Saints made was Jake Hanner. We traded up. We got this guy. and. You know, this is this is a guy that he wore number nine because of Drew Brees. This guy loved Drew Brees. He looked up to him. And he is one of the smartest quarterbacks you'll see. He's not hes not going to throw the ball 60, 70 yards down the field like an Anthony Richardson, like a Will Levis, something like that. He's not that guy. But he's a smart guy. He puts the ball in windows where the defensive players cannot reach it, but the offensive player can. He does that. That's what he does. He pushes, puts touch on the ball. Backside shoulder fades. He's going to put it where it needs to be. That's what he does, and he's just like Drew Brees in that way. But he's a little bit, little bit more mobile. I'm not gonna lie; he can move a little bit in the pocket. So that's something that he brings to the table that Drew Brees didn't. I'm not saying he's Drew Brees. Don't. I'm not saying that. No, don't worry, Saints fans. He's. I don't think he's gonna be Drew Brees right off the bat. But he could be a great quarterback in the future for the Saints after Derek Carr. This Derek Carr Fresno Snake connection. They're friends now. He's training behind Derek Carr, one of his buddies. That, I mean, he's an older buddy, but. He worked out with with him and he learned from him. He's gonna be, uh, he's he communicated with Derek Carr. Derek Carr and him have talked in the past. They've taught each other things, and that is something that that mentorship is gonna be create a strong bond in the quarterback room as well. As Jameis, you know, that's three guys in that quarterback room. They're gonna fight every single day to better themselves, and that is what Saints fans should look forward to. Then the Saints took Jordan Howden, safety, out of Minnesota, and this guy. You know, I could see him being a replacement for C.J. Gardner johnson He is flexible, and he can do whatever he feels like on the defense. He can do boxing, he can go man, he can go zone. This guy can do whatever it takes for the Saints to succeed, and that's something that he's confident with and that he's proud of himself for, and that's exactly why the Saints took him. That's what the Saints like on defense. They like flexible guys. Bradley Roby, um, Alonzo Taylor could possibly move inside. Who knows? Uh, that's a That's a conversation the Saints fans have had. And I'm really interested to see what Jordan Howden does this year. I'm interested to see if they're going to train him for a replacement for Tyron Matthew or uh, Marcus May. Or just make him that box safety, like I said, and just have him wreak havoc on the inside. Then in the last pick of the draft, the Saints, this is probably the steal of the draft in my opinion. A. T. Perry A.T. Perry, wide receiver at Wake Forest. This guy, I had the Saints pick him at 115. And they ended up getting him at 196. That is insane. He fell so much further than expected. There's rumors that it was because of personality issues, but if the Saints picked him, he doesn't have any. That's just how the Saints work. They don't pick guys with personality issues like that. So, A.T. Perry, this guy's six foot three. he had an RAS score of about 9.64, I believe, which is insane for his size. It's something that the Saints love, is RAS score. So, this guy, he's, he's speedy. He's able to adjust to the ball. He high points the ball. He has great, great route running. One thing he talked about in an interview I watched on YouTube, I forgot who it was from, but... A.T. Perry went on, said one of the things he prides himself on is looking at the corner, seeing what coverage is in, and knowing what he can do to exploit that and doing everything he can to practice that and, and basically ace it in practice prior to the game. So A.T. Perry, with all the weapons the Saints already have, we have one of the deepest wide receiver rooms in the league. If, if Michael Thomas can stay healthy, I don't know how NFL, uh, NFL teams are going to guard that. Um, good luck. We have one of the best offenses in the league. If everyone stays healthy and Derek Carr excels like he should, Derek Carr did off year last year. He had 4,800 yards of the year before that. If he's able to succeed, bounce back, and become the quarterback he should be, and A.T. Perry and all the other receivers, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid, Brian Edwards, Trey Smith, if we're all able to succeed, that's a dangerous team, and I don't think teams are going to be able to guard that. So I'm looking forward to it. Saints fans, we have a great season ahead of us. Get excited. Hoot at, Let's go. Let's get into the next segment. And in this next segment, guys, this is going to be a bonus segment. It's not football related. So if you don't want to watch, I completely understand. But if you're a Marvel fan, this is a huge segment. And uh, I think it's going to be great. So this segment is something that John and I, we really talked about for a long time. We talked about, hey, on this podcast, we want to include our love of Marvel, Star Wars, Ted Lasso, Cobra Kai, that kind of stuff. We love all of that kind of stuff, and we wanted to talk about it on the podcast. We didn't really know how to include it, but we're going to throw in these little bonus segments into every every few episodes, just to kind of throw it in, spice it up. Not everything's going to be about football, you know. We want to be about football, but we also want to talk about these other things that we love and we are passionate about. So, this is my top five Marvel movies. So, if you guys didn't know, Guardians of the Galaxy three just released, and I went and saw it the other day, and it is one of the best movies. I've seen probably top 10 in my life, my favorite, uh, top 10 favorite movies. I love this movie so much. I'm not going to get into spoilers, but it is one of the saddest movies I've ever seen. It's one of the happiest movies I've ever seen. It is so far balanced, and all the characters, Rocket, Groot, Star-Lord, uh, Nebula, Gamora, all of them have such balanced stories, and they just perfect. It's a perfect movie through and through. It, it is. I put it at five stars in letterbox. You can see there. Uh, for those listening, um, I'm going to give my rankings really quick. And number one, I have Endgame. You know, I think I don't think anyone can argue with Endgame being number one. I think it's easy, easy, easy choice. No one and no movie or anything has that made me feel that sort of way coming out of a movie theater. That is a sick movie. I mean, it's sad. Tony Stark dies. No one likes seeing that. But it is one of the just best experiences I've ever had in movie theater. And I'm not gonna argue with that. I don't think anyone's gonna argue with that because it's just a fact. It's one of the best movies and one of the highest grossing movies ever either. Ever either too so a uh, great movie and number two i'm gonna put guardians of the galaxy 3 uh, it's just so freaking good it's ridiculous this movie made everyone i think it was underrated everyone was kind of going into it like oh it's gonna be a guardians movie it's gonna be good but no it is one of the best marvel movies ever made it just is it's that good it's perfect james gunn is leaving the marvel um universe so now he's going to dc maybe dc has a lot ahead of them so uh good for them. Marvel moving on to number three. At number three, I have Captain America Civil War. Uh one of the best movies in Marvel. It's basically Avengers 2.0 or 2.5, I'd say. So a lot of stuff went down in that movie. Uh if anyone doesn't know Marvel, it's basically the Avengers fought each other because there was a lot of stuff going down with the mutants and all that kind of stuff. But it was a great movie. And uh for that reason it's at number three. At number four. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I love Captain America. He's one of my favorite characters. But Bucky coming in, fighting them, fighting against each other. It's just a sick movie. And this was before Marvel kind of fell off into the, oh, everything has to be super, super funny. This was a movie that had a little bit of comedy, but it was just so good. in the action scenes, everything like that. So that's why I have it there. And number five, uh, to no surprise, um, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I love Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield is my favorite Spider-Man. So um, this, I mean... Anyone who knows me is—I know Spider Man. I love Spider Man, and all three Spider Mans coming together on a screen at once—you know, that's that's awesome. So John and I, um, John and I, we love Spider Man. So in our in our sophomore or our freshman year, we were roommates. So that's how we met. That's how we made this podcast. How this podcast is here today. We met freshman year as roommates, and we were both huge Marvel fans. That's another reason why I'm doing this pod this segment but we were both looking forward to spider-man like we were both going insane for it the trailer came out we both watched it like 10 times in the dorm we were going crazy joe our other roommate shout out joe he uh he was like what the hell are you two losers doing we were sitting there like fanning out over a a spider-man trailer and it was just nuts but we went and saw in the movie theater and it was one of the best movie experiences ever they had fans clapping every single cameo appearance it was just great it was a fun experience and for that, it's at number five. These are my top five, my five personal preferences. I love to just bring in this, this second little aspect of the podcast. You know, football, Marvel, all that kind of stuff. We're big movie guys. We look forward to possibly in, including these segments in the future episodes. So please let us know. Did you enjoy this segment? Is this something that you look forward to in the future? Would you want me to us to bring in more of these episodes and these segments into the, the future episodes? Just let us know in the comments. Um, if not, we won't include more. Don't worry about it. Um, that's going to finish off this episode, guys. Um, We'll get into just the the outro really quick. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, Again, this episode is just me. It's not going to be a usual thing. John had a lot of finals. I had a lot of finals last week. Schedules didn't work out. But next week, we're going to be back together, um, back both of us. It's going to be a usual thing. We're going to try to release every Monday, possibly every Tuesday, whichever one works better. And uh, we're going to do that every single week. You guys are going to get an episode every single week. Look forward to that. Keep letting us know how we should do or how we're doing. Let us know what you guys look forward to, what you guys want in the next episodes, what kind of topics. Give us some questions, anything like that. We love hearing your feedback, and uh, we just want to get back to you guys and uh, you know just make the podcast better every single week. As usual, uh, follow us on Jinx Hammer Pod at Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and then subscribe on YouTube at Jinx Hammer Podcast, and listen to us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify at Jinx Hammer Podcast. Thank you, guys. We look forward to next time. See you next week.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Jenks and the Hammer podcast. Remember to leave a review and follow all of our social media pages at Jenks Hammer Pod for more content. Until next time, hoot and go, Pat, go. Sports Social Podcast Network.